Hi and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Pokemon Detective Pikachu, directed by Rob Letterman and released in 2019. The plot of Pokemon Detective Pikachu goes something like this. Following his father's death, a boy discovers a talking Pikachu who thinks he's a detective. And I've just realized the pronouns on that aren't particularly clear. Pikachu thinks he's a detective, not the boy. (laughs) Anyway, uh, as we usually do, we'll do a bit of a spoiler-free review of Pokemon Detective Pikachu before we get into spoilers after a warning. Yeah, I am... I have another spoil. I have a spoilery plot summary that I think I'll say later after <laughs> we've done this. But uh, it was quite. I had to be quite careful writing this. <laughs> yeah, um, it's fine. The kids in the audience really liked it. Mm-hmm. I really genuinely enjoyed the animation of all the Pikachu in like that kind of three D, more realistic way. Um, they did such a good job with it, and uh, even though I'm not very f- familiar with Pokemon, I could see things that I recognized. They had a very cool physicality about them. Mm. Um, I think the animators are kind of the MVP of this movie. They really did a beautiful job of making it seem very real, unlike the actors in this movie, who did not do that good a job of making it seem real, and the screenwriters of this movie, who did not do a very good job of making it seem interesting. Um, so, like... I still kind of enjoyed it. Like there's all these beautiful sweeping shots and there's all these Pokemon moving through them. And you're just like, this is so cool. I really like this. Um, so, and, and, uh, Ryan Reynolds does a great job as detective Pikachu. So like in spite of a lot of its problems, I still had a good time watching it. And the kids in our audience definitely loved it. Mm. I know because there was a very chatty little mister next to me who was giving me his thoughts on the movie the whole way through. Yeah, there was also a chatty little boy on um, the other side of my husband who also gave plenty of thoughts on the movie. So, yeah, if you have like a 8 to 12-year-old who's really into Pokemon, take them to it. They will absolutely love this. I actually had – I liked it. Like I had fun watching it, but I do – have some problems like it felt cheap even though it wasn't i think all the money might have gone into making the pokemon look good particularly pikachu the actors as you say aren't particularly strong apart from ryan reynolds voice performance as pikachu and ken watanabe i really liked ken watanabe in it yeah um the the actors aren't particularly good it doesn't look very good the cinematography was kind of muddy looking um see that's where you and i disagree because i actually quite like the cinematography i think they were making some choices that you didn't like um and that i didn't mind as much yeah Um, i think a lot of the stuff that you didn't like was actually by choice there's a kind of a grain over the film it's ugly which i think is trying to mimic some of the styles that it's that it's um paying homage to which didn't bother me as much as yeah. it bothered you well i just didn't think it looked as good as those styles it was trying to pay homage to so when it was trying to make itself look like blade runner or whatever it to me it started looking like the super mario brothers movie so you know it wasn't my yeah, it wasn't really i don't like think the super I also, mario brothers movie looks that bad but anyway yeah the uh the, there's a there's one of them i think the third super mario brothers movie is really pretty there's more than one yeah there's a um i could be getting they're mixed up with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There's one that's set in Japan that's really beautifully shot, but it's like the third in the series. Um, I, I, I think there's only one Super Mario Bros. So movie. So I must be thinking of Ninja Turtles movie. The, Wait, the 90s possibly. era ones. Anyway, but I didn't think it looked very good, and I didn't think it was shot very well. Like a, a lot of the stuff with people was was hard for me mm. to see what was going on. Like there was, we watched it on a really big screen, like a bigger than normal 
cinema screen and I just some of the time I was like oh I had real trouble following what was going on just because the camera was in too close and it was the colors were kind of muddy because of the grain they'd put over it because it was definitely made to look like it was shot on film Mm. yeah I just those kind of technical things I didn't enjoy but I kind of enjoyed the spirit and the sort of wholesomeness of it all I liked how for someone like me who's a pretty much a Pokemon noob it it gave you plenty of exposition to kind of let you know what was going on if you hadn't had any involvement with Pokemon at all. But also I think it gave people who actually know their Pokemon a lot of little Easter eggs and things that I would have missed. Mm. But I thought I really appreciate that in a movie. I appreciate something that can be standalone, especially when it's like a new franchise. That's really important to me. Mm. So I like those things about it. I thought it had lots of charm, um, but it is, you know, Overall, it's a fairly average sort of a movie, but it was I thought it was charming and funny enough. Yeah, I do think a lot of the funny came from Ryan Reynolds, and I do wonder oh, how time. much he ad-libbed because, like, the the lines that were given to everybody else were nowhere near as funny. Yeah, like I, I, every line that I wrote down was a Ryan Reynolds line. Yeah, um, but we should get into spoilers. Yes, let's do that. So if you want to go out and see the movie before you listen to the red, rest of the podcast, go do that. So yeah, my my plot summary for this movie is uh, Zootopia by way of Get Out meets Pokemon, <laughs> because the plot of this is Zootopia and Get Out, right? Mm. They give them a drug to make them that they give the creatures a drug to make them go crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's Zootopia. They're giving the prey the drug that makes them go crazy, and then in the end, they're putting the bo- the human spirits into the bodies of the Pokemon. That's Get Out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Okay, this is just the and the weirdest thing about the plot to me is that for the vast majority of the movie, Justice Smith, whose character's name I can't remember, and Pikachu mm. don't affect the plot, don't figure anything out on their own, and like have no kind of they they, they have no impact on anything that's happening. Yeah, like it's a detective story; it's supposed to be a mystery, but most of the time they're just given the clue they're just they following along for the ride there isn't a lot of mystery about it no they don't figure things out do any whenever they do but whenever they do figure something out they figure it out just a little too late for it to matter <laughs> and you're like yeah well, what's the point in having a mystery movie then yeah when i was going back to write the plot summary i was like oh right detective they don't really do any detecting do they like no, but they when they do when they do find a clue or when they do figure something out they go to tell each other and then they're like, oh, the thing's already happened. Yeah, Moving and on. so the, the plot's moved on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of poor, very yeah. poor mystery structure. On, yeah, I mean, the thing, I think the honest thing that's carrying this is Ryan Reynolds playing Detective Pikachu. That's, and the animation. Yeah, that's the whole thing that's carrying the whole thing. I mean, the animation is, I really liked it right from the start, but there's a whole bunch of stuff. There's a, um, for me, I was kind of mind blown by the uh, scene with the, they're called Torterra yeah, Garden, yeah. like the growth project where like, um, so basically they're just massive mountains, turtle yeah. mountains. I, that I move thought around. of them as the Terry Pratchett turtles. Yeah. And it's so like, a lot of the time, Okay, you know when we saw Mortal Engines and I was like, you don't actually feel the scale of the cities, even though they're supposed to be massive moving cities? Uh-huh. 
to me, I really felt the scale of those giant things. That's true. That is true. Like, I thought that was really cool that you could feel the scale of, like, when they moved, it completely shatters your idea of reality because well, all of the um, the ground around you is moving and shaking yeah. and, and doing – It's I thought it was so cool. That was clever. I, I didn't – that wasn't a scene where I had trouble following what was going on. Like, it was it, – I just didn't think it was shot very well. But I did like that idea, the, the scale of the turtles. That yeah. was cool. I didn't have as much trouble following that. But, yeah, it just kind of blew me away with how, like – and you didn't know what was going on at the start of it. Mm. So it just looks like the ground has decided to give up well, on it, any of the laws of and that, well, that was <laughs> nature the, that we know. That was the be- one, a, a good part of the storytelling there, mm. that whole thing. The way it was built up with, like, how Pokemon evolve and the experiments they were doing on these Pokemon. And it, all the clues are laid there for you, mm. but you still kind of get the thrill of discovery. Yeah. When he's like, eyeball, eyeball. Yeah. It was super cool. Um, mm. I really liked that bit. Um, and that to me is like – those were the best moments. Like the the mine bit that was in the trailers yeah, was yeah. really entertaining to me. And that, you know, they've got kind of more cartoony ones and then more like real animal ones. And mm. then Pikachu's more like a teddy bear one, but they're all kind of different. I thought it was really cool. And I don't even like Pokemon. I don't care about Pokemon. But no. when that Magikarp turned into the big dragon thing, I was like, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally cool. That's the same thing. I didn't. I don't really care about Pokemon. I'm just a little bit too old to have ever gotten into it as a kid. But I, I was like, when the Bulbasaur's turned up, and I'm mm. like, Bulbasaur's! Like, I don't know how I know what a Bulbasaur is, but somehow I do. And I was like, oh, this is so exciting. And little Pikachu, who's kind of like a cross between a house cat and and a teddy bear, and a teddy bear, he's freaking adorable. And they do. He's very beautiful. Like they do some really cool stuff with his fur, mm. like when it's wet. Yeah, when he looks like a wet cat, and or he there's a great uh, whole bunch of great little visual gags with his tail as well, like where he's whipping around and whacking yeah. his tail into things. Um, I thought adorable. he kind of looked like a teddy bear that had been uh, uh, um, a stuffed toy that had been through the wash. Yeah, when he was like half drowned and passed out, he looked like a teddy bear that's been through the wash. It was mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, it was it was good. Um, and I did like the creatures and and they made use of them as well, like mm. using a ditto. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like. It's clearly made by some people who really love Pokemon. Mm. But also I feel like the animators really put a lot of love and care into creating them. Mm. Yeah. If they'd put that much effort into the people, it could have been a great movie. Yeah. Well, and like watching the kids react around us and really loving it, the mm. Pokemon loving kids, I think it makes me like this movie more because it really does seem to have been made with the care of someone who really loves Pokemon but who also wants to bring new people in. And mm. that just – that makes me feel really happy. It's Pokemon seems like a very inclusive sort of a franchise. We'll talk mm. about it later. I was talking about my husband about how the games work and stuff like that. And it's all kind of designed so that if you're new to Pokemon, you can, like, learn and get into it. Mm. And even if it's even, like, a bit of PR going around about this movie um, about Bill Nye, one of the actors in it, who um, when he got cast – like got right into Pokemon oh, and so suddenly cute. learned about, yeah, he bought himself a Pokedex and he started learning about all the Pokemon and then some of the decorations that were in his office in the film that he liked them so much he took them home after he finished filming and he's gotten all into Pokemon now. That's adorable. Yeah, I know. It's really sweet. But um, Pokemon and like a lot of sort of Nintendo games, there's stuff that's really for the fans and there's stuff that's like a lower barrier to entry for people who aren't Pokemon people and it just feels like such an inclusive franchise to be involved mm. in and that – Probably gives me warmer feelings towards the film than like necessarily its quality alone would make me have. The thing is, to me, there are some really quality parts of it. I just wish they'd put more into the script and the 
And, mm. the, and also the casting director of this. Um, Sarah is, Halle Finn. Yeah, exactly. Who cast the Marvel movies. She's a good casting director. I don't know what happened here. Yeah, because the actors, like, I actually quite like Justice Smith. I think you and I disagree a little bit on I him. I haven't. I just haven't seen him in anything where he impressed me. I see, think I feel like I've seen him in three things. Um, I know I saw him in um, the terrible Jurassic World. Yes. Um, which was so not I great. Just saw, I thought he um, he's in Paper Towns. He's oh. the nerdy guy in that, and I wasn't very impressed with him. And and that's it. That those two in this, and in none of those things has he impressed me much. He does a thing where he kind of trails off at the end of lines and mumbles them which is in hilarious contrast to Catherine Newton trying to babble out her lines at top speed. When So you get this weird thing where, like, they don't seem to be in the same movie at all. Yeah, see, I actually quite liked him. I think he did quite a good job of carrying the film. He's got a quite a chill, everyman kind of air about him, and I was quite happy to sort of follow him, and I think he's quite a good, like, regular guy for the kids in the audience to follow. Catherine Newton, though, from her first scene, which I – the way they introduce her as well, they're trying to do the mysterious you can't see her face thing and it really they just like blow out the lights to do it. It's looks awful. But she um yet yeah, their energies don't match. He's no. very laid back and she's like a but, mile a minute, but they there's no effort to make those two energies match one another. Mm-mm. And she's not the strongest of actors either. Or to put them in contrast with each other. Mm-hmm. Like they, if they played up the contrast, it would have worked better. But I also feel like – But they don't. Justice Smith is laid back, but the character, which is Tim. <laughs> just is not supposed notes, to. Is not. No. He's like tightly wound and bitter. Yeah. And the actor – doesn't give me tightly wound and bitter. No, he's very laconic. He gives me laconic, exactly. Which if is he why, was like yeah. drawing his lines as a surfer boy, then fine, you know. And and also like I feel like when he's doing emotional stuff and not <laughs> talking as much, I didn't mind him as much, but I don't like the way he reads lines. I feel like yeah. it's just too slurred, it's too laconic, and it doesn't fit this character very well. There is a scene actually where he – and Ken, with him and Ken Watanabe, where he's like really angrily trying to get the keys to his father's house mm. and just get out of there, and that plays a little odd because of his he's genuinely he's generally so laid back, yeah, exactly. And, chill. and Ken Watanabe is so good in that. Like when he says he's nothing like his father, Ken Watanabe looks so crushed. Mm. Like he's doing really good work. It feels like he really cares. Yes, yeah. and so to have him opposite Justice Smith, who doesn't seem like he cares that much, but the the scene is playing out like all he wants to do is just get out of there. Yeah. It doesn't work. It was very weird, that scene, yeah. And I they- almost thought that um, Karen Sony, who is in just a couple of scenes of this movie, might have been better. Which one's she? He he is um, the guy from Deadpool who I, oh, I don't oh, like. Oh, Depinder from Depinder Deadpool. from Deadpool, yeah. Yep. He's also in um, Unicorn Store. Right. I don't like the character he plays in Deadpool, but I don't no. mind him. No, he's well, he's very engaging, yeah. Yeah, he's so engaging. So when they were together, I was watching him. Mm. <laughs> like he's got so much more energy and he's so much more watchable to me that I was kind of disappointed that he wasn't in the rest yeah, of the Yeah, it was film. a very small role for like an actor that's kind of a known quantity. But anyway. Well, I kind of wondered if he got into this film because he's in Deadpool, in Deadpool with Ryan yeah. Reynolds. I, but I feel like he's more talented than people are recognizing and also – like yeah. he's only done like bit comedy parts, but I think he's got more. Um, yeah, he's got more energy. He's more watchable to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I noticed when they were on screen together, my eyes were always drawn to him. You yeah, know, he's very he's good like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but you know, 
just it doesn't it doesn't play for me having Justice Smith in this league. Yeah, and I had I just had bigger problems with um Catherine Newton. I just found oh yeah, her, she's worse. <laughs> every time she was on screen, I was just like she, she was like a. I don't know, like a fourteen-year-old doing their first school play. Yeah, like she's it, Australian too, right? So she doesn't. Um, I'm not sure. At, I, or I, I'm mixing her up with. There's <laughs> another Catherine that's Australian who's the same sort of age who's in um the, the Suicide Netflix show. Right, I um, might be mixing her up with her. Yeah, um, but um, um, I'm not sure because um, if she's playing out of accent, at least I'd get it a bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's from Big Little Lies. Because I thought this, she was the girl who was in um. She's three born in South boards. Florida. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So um, I'm mixing her up with the girl from Three Billboards. No, she's in Three Billboards. Okay, so I'm mixing her up with somebody else called Catherine who is Australian. Yeah, who is Australian. Yeah. Um, but, but anyway. This girl, yeah, she Because I didn't like her in Three Billboards either. Nope. No, anyway, yeah, so she's. And then you want to talk about worse. The guy who plays Bill Nye's son has got to be one of the worst actors I've ever seen in, like, a movie that I've seen at the cinema. Yeah. He's dreadful he is like kids matinee show villain dreadful you know like little kids yeah it was um there was some weird weird casting choices of uh even bill nye is a bit flat he's normally a lot better um, and he was a bit flat i mean I met, there may be something to like the having to act against tennis balls kind of thing but uh, bill nye is more normally a bit more um we'll give you a little bit more but yeah i his son was just he was just a bit strange. Like it was just a strange feeling about him. Like the whole way through, I mean, it's part of it is the writing problems of how obvious the twists and villains are. Oh yeah, and like <laughs> my first note about Bill Nye is like Bill Nye, bad guy. It's the first, you see him introduced on this video, and I'm like, oh, he's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, he has to be. Yeah, I, I, one of my early notes is, oh, the dad and Pikachu have merged. Yeah. So like, yeah, the it's not very, you know. Actually, I didn't get that. Oh, I I didn't get that because even when it happened, I was like, surely that's not the case because it seems so dumb to me. And then I did get it once they started merging them, but it still seemed so dumb to me. And this is what I did. I was like, and there was a whole scene where Pikachu's like, if he were here, he'd be so proud of you. And I was like, maybe that's too simple. Yeah. Nope. That's, that's what it was. Um, but yeah, and Bill Nye is old and English and famous. Mm. Of course, he's going to be the bad guy. But yeah, the yeah, the, the son, he was just so strange. And he the, he was a real life cartoon, but not a good one. Yeah, and the ditto version of him with the the sunglasses that looked really weird that he wore inside all the time. Like that's how they had to. I mean, I get that this is a kids' film and you've got to make things pretty simple, yeah, and easy to follow along. But the the weird like indoor sunglasses that don't fit him properly was just it was really distracting it was really distracting i think you're supposed to notice the sunglasses i assume you are um otherwise yeah but yeah it was really distracting it was really strange the ditto thing actually was cool but um he was he was so dreadful like he i found him borderline unwatchable but yeah yeah i see i wasn't that bothered by him but i was also like who is this British television actor trying to be? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, it just seemed like a strange choice. I'm now thinking of um of Karen Sony doing the scene where he's just discovered Pikachu can talk and then been attacked by the monkey things, and he's going down the street going, can you all hear him talking? And I feel like he would have done a really good job of that. <laughs> I thought it would have. Yeah. Because Justice Smith wasn't funny then. No, it was more you like know? this sad, poor sad kid. Yeah. Whereas I feel like he would have made it really funny. Anyway. 
Hmm. And that that's what it and needed. And we know he can play off Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's what it needed. It needed more funny. Um, yeah, because Detective Pikachu carries all the funny lines. He does. And yeah, I, the fact that... Sorry, Psyduck has a couple. <laughs> yeah. Psyduck doesn't have lines. He just says Psyduck. <laughs> True. But he, like Groot, he has important like yes. things to tell us. Um, the The twist thing, I think I was like subconsciously fighting it. Because I really still think that's maybe the dumbest thing ever. Like, I really don't like it. I was thinking that they needed they needed to swap with Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame needed the um, Deus Ex Machina that they had in this one, where they reversed everything to how it was before oh, yeah. the stuff got released. Like in Avengers Endgame, where it was all around one person not wanting to lose the friend they'd made. This movie is all about um, this person loses the friend that they've made by and like that's part of the story like because you to reverse the damage to everyone else you also have to suffer a little bit and detective pikachu will be no more yeah but also like they erase all of the good work they did creating that character Mm. there's something that's so great about that character yeah and to find out that that character actually just doesn't exist who has been our center for the whole movie yeah and then when you when he appears at the end is hot daddy ryan reynolds (laughs) Which is like, I know that technically it's possible, but it still looks so weird. Yeah, there's like a 21 year age gap between them. So it make like it's, yeah, technically possible, but like it is funny. And they've been 19, t- 19 years. No, Ryan Reynolds is, is 70, 43 this year. And Ryan Reynolds was born in 76 and Justice Smith, Justice Smith in, in 95. Oh, Justice Smith is older than he looks. Right. Sorry, the character is turning 21. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so like a 19-year age. So, yeah, technically it works. But they work so hard to make Ryan Reynolds look older. Like he's grown, he's grown out all his no natural gray hairs and he's, they put um, possibly great. added a few. Yeah, yeah, that's why I called him Hot Daddy Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> but he – and he's grown out all his, his own gray hair, probably added a few, and they put like glasses on him and all this kind of stuff. But he doesn't have any of the personality of Detective Pikachu. Like, mm. he's only in one scene. But there's no wisecracks. There's no smart-ass remarks. There's nothing there to kind of tell you that this this is, like, the same kind of person. And then he says at the end, oh, that explains why I've been really craving coffee. But it seems like they were trying to imply that Detective Pikachu is actually a different character. Like, somehow he's the two of them merged or yeah. something. Yeah. But that doesn't make sense with the... So it's it makes the ending really disappointing. Yeah. But it would have worked great in Avengers Endgame. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it. I agree. It, it's disappointing. It just doesn't play well. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It was. I found it disappointing because you, you destroy that character that you've created. Mm. Anyway, I'm going to go through my notes so that yep. I know what I missed. So I actually recognized so many more Pokemon than I thought I would. Like right from the beginning when I saw Mewtwo in the... Oh. In the thing, I was like, oh, that's Mewtwo. I didn't know what a Mewtwo was. Very um, weird thing about the Mewtwo design, though, is like the way that his tail forms comes from like between his legs and from the back. So it kind of looks like the tail is his dick. Well, sort of, was but so weird also, but it's also designed to have like, like wide hips, mm. like a narrow waist and wide hips. So it also looks feminine in that sense. Mm. So it's an interesting like design, that character. It is. Yeah. I know. I didn't know. I was. I recognized about four. I recognized obviously Pikachu, Psyduck, Bulbasaur's, and the little emu ones with three heads. I don't know what they're called. I don't and know. I knew, that what Ditto, one. I knew what Ditto was as well. Yeah. So I knew Ditto. I knew Lickitung, which was on the train. I knew Mewtwo, Bulbasaur, Jigglypuff from a um, very Potter musical joke about Huff- Hufflepuffs. Um, 
I know. Yeah, there was a bunch of them that I would look at and go, oh, yeah, that's – um, they had – um, God, what are they called? The Squirtles oh, yeah. I saw. Yeah, so there were quite a few – and the Magikarp I knew, the Charizard, the big dragon thing. Yep, yep. When they're little, they're called Charmanders, and one of the most upsetting things I've ever seen is, like, this little clip of a, like, baby Charmander that doesn't have a home, and it's raining, and the Charmander's holding a little leaf over its tail so its tail doesn't go out, because if their tails go out, they die. Right, the little ones with the fire. Yeah. So, a lot of these I would recognize, I recognize visually, but not, I don't necessarily know the name of, again. But both you and I are, like, in the generation that was slightly too old to, to get into Pokemon as kids. Well, when I was a kid, Pokemon was all over the place because I lived in Japan. Um, uh, it didn't really take off in the West until I was like almost a teenager. And yeah. so I just kind of feel like I missed it. But I just didn't like it. Um, it's not my thing, but I liked the way that um, they play in this. Uh, it's, but it definitely is part of the – it's hard to miss. Mm. And especially you spend time around kids. So Yeah. Also, um, they keep underplaying major emotional beats like – when Justice Smith finds out his, about the car crash with his dad, he's on the like he gets a phone call, but he has no reaction to that phone call, and then he tells his friend that there's been an accident, and you're like, "Where's the like drama the, of that scene?" Yeah, the the of I wonder if it's the lack of like strength in the acting. Mm. It might, but they might not just have, not have got a good take of it. Yeah, although later on they hold a take on um, Catherine Newton's face, and she's like trying her hardest to do acting but like oh god i was like oh god please cut away from this she also felt very much like a kids tv actor in this yes 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 yeah absolutely like like a like an april o'neill made for tv for five-year-olds yes you know like that kind of thing that was her energy level as well Mm. like you could see her like performing with the wiggles Mm. Yeah, so when he I, – I noted the physicality of the different Pokemon when he was walking through Rhyme City, mm. and they all have really different ways of, like, moving around and doing things that I thought was so cool. Yeah, R- Rhyme City was actually kind of interesting because it was, like, London crossed with Tokyo. Yeah. in Because it had really recognizable London landmarks in there. And also and amazing like, brand names. Tokyo lighting. I didn't see a lot of the brand oh, names. God. I wish I'd written more of them I down. I wish you had because the muddy lighting meant I didn't wasn't really paying attention to them. I was like, hey, I know that building. Oh, that's weird. I, d- I wish I'd written more of them down. There were some really, really good ones. There was like – I think I didn't catch them for like long enough to copy it down before it was gone. There, yeah. was, there was The coffee, cop was, coffee shop was called something cool – there was hippo something or other that I thought was hilarious. Hippo potato, I think, oh. was the name of like a restaurant and stuff like that. They had really, really funny brand names all through it and I missed them. Yeah. I didn't write them down. I'd love to like look at screenshots of them. Yeah. And everything everything I wrote down, which tells you all you need to know about the film, is Ryan Reynolds' funny lines or whatever. Mm. Like there's so many of them and – you know, like when he, when he discovers Justice Smith's childhood bedroom. Is that a Pikachu bed? Are you going to make me into a lampshade? Yeah. And like you should be – you should get a shoulder saddle to carry me because um, I take a thousand steps for every one of yours and my lungs are the size of grapes. Like yeah. he's just full of great um, he, Before that he does the, fine, I'll walk. I'll try to get in 100,000 steps this hour. <laughs> I know. It's great. <laughs> and so also very, very funny because it plays on – like everybody's always talking about their steps at the moment. Yes. Um, so that was great. Yeah. That's that's why they seem so much like Ryan Reynolds' lines to me and not scripted ones. Well, and the bit later on where he sadly sings the Pokemon theme song <laughs> is amazing. one of the best bits of voice acting I've seen. <laughs> 
was great. So great. The other another Pokemon I loved is the um is Ken Watanabe's like grizzled dog pink dog Pokemon yeah, that yeah. like grumbles at everything. That's so cute. Mm. You've kind of got to admire the Pokemon actors who a lot of whom carry over from the games and animated series who have like invented the little grumbly line, like the little what they've they've got like one word that mm. they can use, which is their name. And they've got like some expression they can put into that, like the work they must do. I know it's great. It's really clever. <laughs> I did note one line from Catherine Newton's introduction into the film, but only because it was terrible where she goes, I don't fear fear. It's awful. Her introduction is <gasps> terrible. So written. It's terrible. Uh, but then um, Tim goes into his dad's apartment and the fake Home Alone movie is oh playing on TV, which was hilarious. That was so good. That was that was one of the gags that was written into the script that I thought was really yes, good. Yes, and pr- probably definitely plays to the audience, which the audience would be like kids who are into Pokemon now and like people who are just a bit younger than us who were into Pokemon when they were young, who would be also the crossover with the audience of Home Alone. Yeah. would be Close. Just, yeah, very close. The Venn diagram would be – there would be some overlap there. Um, yeah, so I thought – well, because Home Alone was 87, right? Mm, 89 or 90? We reviewed it a few years oh, ago. 19, I, can I think you're right. I think it's 1990. Yeah. In any case, it also would play well to the the people who are just a bit older than us, who are the parents of the kids who are very much into Pokemon now. Mm, yeah, exactly. Um, oh, I did think it was – the only bit of good casting that I appreciated was um, the guy – the kid that they got to play young – Tim had the same like wide set eyes that Justice Smith had, so it really looked like he was a young version of him. It was really good. good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for some reason, I thought it was really funny when um, when Detective Pikachu goes, "I've been so lonely." <laughs> like, you can, Sammy, I've been so lonely. It's just the line reading. I think was yeah, very funny. His line readings are just fantastic. And um, when he's running around trying to get help from going, oh, my God, help, a man is dying. <laughs> it was really funny as well. Yeah, he's just delightfully dramatic. Because you know everybody can only hear Pika Pika when he's doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, um, the, that um, line that you liked where he was the bed and lampshade, he also says, I've never been so fr- flattered and freaked out in all my life. <laughs> yeah. Which was funny. And then they've got the visual gag of him setting up the little coffee cup and then turning around and immediately knocking it over. Yeah. Well, after it, complaining about Justice Smith knocking everything over. Yeah, yeah. When he go when they go to the uh, underground Pokemon fight and they meet the guy who's running the fights and, and Detective Pikachu. He's also like, not a good actor. No. De- Detective Pikachu is like, all I hear are consonants and all I see are nipples. Yeah. Because the guy's <laughs> not wearing a shirt. But the, the tattoo that he has, the um, yeah. Charizard tattoo on his chest is so cool. The, I can see why they didn't put a shirt on him. But, uh, yeah. Um, also, so you'd be distracted from his acting ability. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I mean. I'm like, there's like really good set design and like, like you know, stuff like that going on in this movie. I think people seem to care about making it good. They just didn't know how. But also I noted that some of the Pokemon kind of sounded like their voices hadn't been filled in. They were like, either really quiet or actually not saying anything at all that yeah. was weird yeah i was utterly shocked when i looked up afterwards how much this movie cost to make and found that it was 150 million dollars well, of course because, it was but like it just it does not feel like it was made like it, it doesn't feel like you can see a lot of that money but you can screen. because like it's every shot has animation in it yeah it pokemon are the only thing that the money was spent on because it wasn't spent uh, like or or where they've done good things like set design or whatever it's just you can't see it properly it's in the background they just oh it's such a mess um they probably spent on uh, ryan reynolds and pokemon that's where they spent the money yeah um 
then we've got the fight bit with the magic up, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, that is cool. There's also a bit that's like a turnaround in their relationship where Tim runs in to save Pikachu, but it's not like remarked upon or noted in any way, which I thought it should have been. Yeah. They also have their little like heart to heart moment after that, which is actually quite good. But uh at one point Pikachu says to him, It's nobody's fault. And the kid next to me goes, Well it was someone's fault. It was Mewtwo's fault <laughs> which was really funny. I know. The commentary from the children was like the best part of this movie. I know. So, yeah, see it an early enough time that there'll be kids in your screening because it is worth it. It was really funny. To They'll hear also his tell you what everything. the names of all the Pokemon are, so that's also helpful. Yeah. I also liked the line reading on he would hug you so hard your bones would pop. It's really <laughs> cute. Oh, they did the shocked P- Pikachu meme as well in the movie. Oh, did they? Yeah. I noticed I noticed that uh, when he does the little face. It's obvious to me now that of course they did. But he did I was actually I made a note about his faces and how they were yeah, really great. They're great. They were great. His little, his it isn't like, just the voice performance, it's the animation as yes, well. Exactly. Of P- of Pikachu. The when he does like when he looks scared at the fight when he can't get himself to like do, do his, his powers, yeah. Yeah, it was really, really like he did the big full like sad anime eyes and like wobbly little lip. It was mm. really good. But then Right after that heart to heart as well, that's when they get taken by the Ditto girl mm. and um, who I think must have also been a real person because she has a line early in the movie. Yeah. She's like, he, oh no, she texts. Maybe I she don't texts think she actually it. speaks or, or somebody says to them, Mr. What's his name wants to see, Mr. Clifford wants to see, but I don't no, know. Doesn't she, she tell them to get in the car? Maybe she does. I don't remember. So yeah, she must have been a real person at one point. But oh, yeah. She would be because otherwise – they wouldn't like have anything to copy. Yeah. 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 She just plays into that like silent female lackey trope. Yeah. Nothing. Like otherwise no lines at all. No. But then she takes them to go and talk to Bill Nye, who just tells them the mystery that they've been trying like the, the answer to the mystery they've been trying to solve, apart from his part in it. Oh yeah. Like, you should at least get them to figure out that he's involved so they go there and then he spills it. Like, yeah. not just have him go pick them up and then tell them everything. This is supposed to be a mystery. Uh, yeah. Um, and right after that, we've got the the cafe scene where she says, um, where um, Catherine Newton's, like, getting was getting information out of somebody. She says she spilled the cappuccino in his lap. And Pikachu's like, waste of a good coffee. Yeah, that was good. Right. Which is when I wrote the how much did Ryan Adlib like, uh, comment, so. Yeah. When they're driving there. Uh, you should research the long-term psychological effects of being strapped into a baby seat next to a bomb. Yeah. Or in her te- her little, I think she's driving a G-Wiz, which is like one of the very first electric cars. It's like, mm. and it's, it's old and beat up and it's a bit hard itty-bitty. to ha- itty-bitty and I don't even know how it runs. It's I, I thought that was a funny little gag in yeah. all of these people in this tiny, tiny car. Yeah, exactly. And the, the Psyduck stuff was pretty funny. And yes, the, in, the, the Psyduck was great. Addition. The interplay between the Psyduck and Pikachu was great. Yeah, it was one of my favorite parts. I think I enjoyed Psyduck and Pikachu better than the other two human actors. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, but when they infiltrate, I actually thought it – I know you don't like how it was shot, but I liked, I thought it was nicely shot. When she does the upside down to flip, there's a jump scare that even though I knew it was coming, I still jumped. Oh, actually, yeah, that sequence was actually quite well done. Yeah. I didn't mind that. Um, and yeah, there's and not a lot of talking, no, so it's great. And Yeah, and the little <laughs> horror touches and stuff. Yeah. And there's um, Rita Ora playing the uh, scientist lady who yeah. – who does nothing but sure but yeah yeah no well i i just i was like i know that person but i don't quite know who can't quite place her yeah she doesn't do anything much but you know she's there i think i liked that just because 
this movie had a really good commitment to like diversity in casting mm. and where it could put a person of color in a role it did mm. it just was it felt like a inclusive sort of a cast yeah but there's another really nice angle low angle shot of um justice and pikachu and then it comes it pans up to see her trapped on the roof by whatever creatures that they were in the in the um ex- mm. in the little yeah. experimentation where pods had, where i had problems with the cinematography was in the natural world oh, anything that looked like it was outside is is was a problem to me but that in that facility it wasn't so bad yeah there's a jump that justice smith attempts that he definitely did not make <laughs> um the movie oh, pretends yeah. he did and you're like no this is like this um, is a ridiculous what's jump what's the tower movie with the rock Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, like that skyscraper, skyscraper yeah. level of <laughs> yeah. It's fast and the furious it. physics there. Yeah, yeah. I just wrote a lot of notes about how amazing I thought the Torterra Garden stuff was because I really liked it. Mm. Oh, such a weird moment as well. So like, then we discover that Mewtwo's Mewtwo's not. Oh no, we don't quite discover that Mewtwo's not evil, but Mewtwo gets kidnapped again, mm. right, by Bill Nye's son, and then he just lets Tim and Pikachu go. He just lets them go. Why? Yep. <laughs> Actually, that would be the ditto. But still, why did he just let them go? That's insane. Uh, that's the dumbest thing I think I've Like, in this movie, which is not a very good movie, I think that's the worst, dumbest move. How can you take him seriously as a bad guy if he doesn't even detain the people who are spoiling all his plans and who now know that he has the Mewtwo again? I know. How? It's It's crazy yeah that's terrible bad guying no it's <laughs> even worse than regular villaining also um that that's when justice smith says the little pikachu i need you line yeah um it's also one of ryan reynolds pikachu great pikachu lines where he's ha- having a fight with another animal i can't remember which one and he says where did you learn how to fly the ground <laughs> just great but it also was a full circle moment for him because at the beginning of the movie, when he's doing when, with the mime, which was really funny, mm. um, he's like, my problem is that I push people away and then I get mad. <laughs> and then he does that exact thing at the yeah. end of the film, which is great storytelling <laughs> Yeah, from Ryan Reynolds, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I did notice, I, I, I've just gotten to the bottom of my notes, which is why I can see it, but Nicole Perlman was one of the writers on this. Yeah, I did. And she's normally that. quite good. Like, she wrote Guardians of the Galaxy. She wrote she wrote the story but not the screenplay for Captain Marvel. Like she's in their stable of writers. I just – she's a comic writer I think, but I I was a bit surprised. She's that. also a story not screenplay writer for this. Ah, uh, yeah, right. Which could – like she could have come up with a like broader part of it and then it fell apart in the details or something like that. Because uh, I, yeah, no, if just, she did story yeah. by, then she isn't the one who actually wrote okay. the Yeah, lines. sorry. I didn't say – yep. Yeah, so uh-huh. it could just be that she came up with a pretty cool idea for the story and then it fell apart in the detail. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> my, one of my last notes was, uh, apart from that was easy, um, the ending was super easy, but uh, uh-huh. was when um, Pikachu and Mewtwo were fighting and then and then Pikachu falls and Justice Smith is like, no, and then Mewtwo saves him and then Justice Smith is at the bottom of the building. <laughs> In like a second, the same at the same point that Pikachu is falling. Yeah, he he had to have descended the building at the same pace of Pikachu falling. I mean, down the side of the building. Yeah, he had to get out of the office that he was in and into an elevator, which is probably not working because the office's windows have been blown out. And then like down to the ground, it was insane. No, he definitely ran down all the stairs in that time. Wow. Yes. Uh, he just he just got some cardboard and sledded down. Yeah. There. The movie does not care about that sort of thing. 
but nope. that kind of it's so reality breaking that he's mm. at the bottom of the stairs at the same time. Yeah, I was just looking actually while I was looking at the writers, I just noticed the director is a an animation guy, which makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. He made Shark Tale and Monsters vs Aliens, so that makes quite Those a bit are of both sense. bad movies. Those are both really bad movies. Uh huh. He also made Shark Tale is like oh, Shark No. Maybe that's the wrong one that I'm thinking of. Is Shark Tale the one with the like car washing? I think so. Yeah, that's a that's a terrible movie. Yeah. Anyway, he made that the Jack Black version of Gulliver's Travels and the live action Goosebumps. Wow, he's only made bad movies before this. Why did they give this to him? I do not know. Why do why are white men allowed to make four terrible big but or several terrible big budget movies and then given a movie with a budget like this? Uh huh. Whatever. I know, I know. It's just anyway, yeah. So I just saw that, and the animation thing might have it, it might explain some of those things that it doesn't care about, like descending a building at that kind of speed. Mm. Well, that's the thing, you know. You're watching Pikachu like like race across all the top of these buildings and fight. And I was thinking about all the animated movies we've watched, and I was thinking about what was it, Spider Man mm. into the Spider Verse, and my complaints about that. And I I really want to establish. What can actually harm animated bodies? Yes, because I, Pikachu I, just leaps through the air onto these like big inflatable Pokemon, and yeah, and and or like falls in the dishes, and then uh, yeah. And I'm like, if you want to establish that him falling at great speed down a building might actually kill him, we need to know what is harmful. Yeah, especially because we had a whole big high stakes sequence in the in, at the end of the second act where. He's injured and they need to find a healer. Oh, can I also talk about the uh, whole high stakes section, middle section where they are trying to keep Psyduck calm all the time and all of that stuff? Yeah. But they're all fine when he actually does explode. Yeah. The actual explosion does absolutely no harm to them. to them, even though Catherine Newton is strapped to Psyduck. Well, and this was the thing. The way they talked about it made me think he was going to literally explode, like mm. an actual explosion, but it's more of a sonic boom. It is. But even that should have done much more harm to them than it did. Like, yeah. he, he was strapped to her back. You'd think they would at least knock her out him for a minute. Like, throw him away from her. <sighs> like, unstrap him and throw him away from her and then run away a bit and hide behind a tree or something. It's so, like... And and they made it seem like it was such a big deal, but it didn't do and then anything. It, there were no consequences, yeah. There were no consequences. Yeah, I was thinking about that actually through the movie about the way that there's this sort of convention around kids' movies and some of it's rating related about not showing the consequences of violence, but it kind of translates into like there's just no consequences. Yeah. And even still, like there should be some concept that people, if someone does a a thing that hurts somebody that person gets hurt yeah like it's dangerous to me like just before we, the, we watched the movie you were talking about teaching kids who are playing a really dangerous game at school and mm. like and it made me think about like how a lot of kids movies don't show no show incredible violence that has no consequence yeah and like it's actually a real problem with how we tell stories to kids yeah and pikachu by the way only gets hurt for like plot purposes by a rock bonking off his head mm. he goes through much much worse things and when they are trying to escape there through the um tortuga island i don't know what it's called Tortera, the turtle i think the turtle thing, 
Which makes sense. That's the terrace. So we've just established that Pikachu has to take, you know, a thousand steps to every one of the human steps and he's got tiny little lungs. But that whole sequence, he's running to keep up and keeping up with the humans. He's not being carried like Psyduck is. I was just like, well, I mean, isn't it an obvious thing that you would carry him through this escape? Just really simple little bits like that that were just like, "Mm." Yeah, I noticed that too when they were going up to the um, the lab. Yeah, and they were all just running. Yeah, going away from the lab, and they were all just running. And I was like, "But he'd be so far behind." Uh, you. Yeah, or he would just be exhausted. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyway, he's got really good um, um, stamina. Huge fitness. Build up his built up his stamina for a long time. Yeah. Anyway, what are we going to give this? Um, I'm actually inclined to give it three stars because I actually had a decent amount of fun in it, and I think it's good for particularly kid fans of Pokemon, there's a lot of fun in there. So that's where I'm going. That's where I landed. Okay. I was going to go three, two. <laughs> kind of feel like one of us should go two and a half so it falls somewhere between them. Like The thing is I enjoyed it. I just sort of like I also think it's average, but it's still like I still had fun. I enjoyed it, but it's not very good. Well, yeah, I, I, but I always want to – I always like a mediocre movie that kind of makes me feel happy over like – a mediocre movie that doesn't, you know? Yeah, I just don't. But then I feel like just for the animators alone, they deserve a star by themselves yeah. for doing such a beautiful job. So and, I'll go and, three. Yeah, and Ryan Reynolds was very good as well. He was. So I think, I don't think that's a bad mark. Okay. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like show notes or old episodes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. And if you would like to find us on social media, we're at screen underscore queens on Twitter and facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.